Yeah, because decks bring checks, <laughs> as we now know. And you know, we we continue to have conversations. Um, and through those through those talks, you know, I, I got a chance to really understand your vision for the space and also the industry. And it was, you know, it was something that I think would have, and I have seen since then, scared a lot of people because it's not the traditional way of doing anything yeah. in this industry. Welcome to the Impact Hospitality Podcast. I am your co-host, Jason Bass. And I'm Dante Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So this is the first episode of something that we've been working on for the last three years, and we're really excited to start to share some of the content and ideas that have been happening, you know, behind the scenes and been spoken of or at least shared through different media channels. But this is like our chance to tell our own story. Yeah, we've tried to be as intentional and vocal as possible about sharing both the you know the playbook and the methodology, but also what the impact has been mm-hmm. of the work that we've been doing, both on the business at the hotel, but also on the industry at large. And so I'm excited that we've created this platform to not only share more of our story, but also highlight other voices in the industry. Uh, but it might be good to just give a little bit of background about who we are and, and how we've uh, come to this point. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. And since you are talking, you might as well <laughs> talk about yourself. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so I'm a, a 20 plus year hospitality professional, uh, multi award winning uh, hotelier, general manager, board of director member. Uh, I've been featured uh, on CNN, uh, in USA Today, Travel and Leisure, Lodging Magazine, Hotel Management Magazine, co star to name a few. Uh, and actually, you know, coined the term impact hospitality shortly after taking the reins here at Revival. Uh, we have been having so many conversations about social impact and this intersection with the industry and how industries can, uh, like ours, can impact communities. And so uh, we felt like a succinct way to capture that, that uh, philosophy was the term impact hospitality. And they can find you on what social media channels? Uh, really, all of them. Uh, and it's the the Hoodie Hotelier on on Instagram, uh, and Hoodie Hotelier on Twitter and LinkedIn. I like the name, brother. It's, Thank it's you, good. Man. You're wearing a hoodie right now. I'm wearing people. a hoodie usually, honestly. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yo, for the people who uh, can't see us, if you uh, check out the videos, which we're gonna have accompanying every single podcast, uh, you'll get to see what everybody's wearing, and it's a it's gonna be a stylish group of people. Trust me. <laughs> Um, you would know. <laughs> yo, I, 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 I like to like to think of myself as a uh, you know a humble judge of uh, <laughs> of apparel and things. Well, I am the co-host Jason Bass, and I consider myself a a serial creative entrepreneur. And for a long time, I did not consider myself a hotel person. But uh, over the three it years was a debate. <laughs> that we've been forming this relationship here at Revival in Mount Vernon, uh, which is Midtown Baltimore. Uh, I've quickly, you know, embraced the opportunity and a chance to participate in the industry in a way that I think is incredibly unique and important to all of us. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm able to take a lot of the experience that I've I've had in the um, entrepreneurial space, the multicultural marketing space, and as well as, um, you know, just creating experiences throughout the city uh, with the night brunch. And bring it all into one building, uh, and which which I believe, you know, as we say here, uh, 
you know, has four walls, but everything that we do extends uh, past those walls completely. For sure. So I've won a couple of awards. Um, you know, icon of culture. <laughs> I didn't say it. They said it, of course. So I'm just going to embrace that. Uh, a couple of articles are out there uh, yeah. about me. And, um, you know, you can follow along on most, if not all, media channels uh, by going to Jason C. Bass. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. So let's get into it. Yeah, man. So uh, do you want to tell the story of, of how, how you and I first uh, first collaborated? Yeah, yeah. This is this is always a good one. And yeah. honestly, like, if you ever check out our personal blogs, you're going to get you're going to get a chance to read about it from our, our individual perspectives. But, uh, you know, I'm one of the co-founders of Night Brunch as well. Um, my partner on that is DJ Impulse, a.k.a. Ryan Rhodes. <laughs> uh, he's also the uh, director of content and sonic identity here at the hotel so if you ever get a chance to visit us and you're wondering why the playlist in all the different areas is so fantastic why that ig is so crispy facts yeah it's because of that guy right so you know we were we were doing events all you know throughout you know the city and revival was one of our favorite places so uh topside you know once once we uh once we had one event there uh, we, you know, people who attended it couldn't uh, couldn't stop talking about it, and the GM uh, had left, and Dante had uh, come yep. in, so I asked to be introduced to him, and I think this was 2019. Yep, yep, summer 2019. Yep. So I was like, hey, uh, you know, old old GM, please introduce me to the new GM. <laughs> I want to keep <laughs> this thing going. And um, after sending that email, uh, I didn't I didn't know what to expect, but he was like, look. Um, I like what you're doing. I'm familiar with this kind of stuff. It's not new to me, but I got to vet you. I got to I gotta see what this Night Brunch thing is about because I'm hearing things over here. I see things online, but I want to yeah. get an opinion for myself. Yeah, it was great, man. And, and listen, to your credit, I think I might have been two weeks on the job when I got that first email. <laughs> and so I was impressed that anybody in Baltimore even knew that I was here. Uh, and so so right away, um, you know, I was interested in in exploring possibilities for sure. And, you know, my previous experience in D.C. and in Miami, I'd done a lot of work with uh, with third party uh, event curators. And so uh, to your point, it wasn't something that was foreign to me. And I thought, you know, this, this could be a great thing for uh, for revival, both the business and also the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we were able to put something together that made sense. Yeah, man. I, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Seriously. Yeah. I think one of the first events that you went to for us was at Eaton in D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, man. And I yeah, I love Eaton. I love that space. And I've been I've been tracking what they've been doing for a long time. And so, uh, again, I was you know pleasantly surprised that some Baltimore guys were doing doing an event at Wild Days and couldn't wait to check it out, both, you know, as a as a participant, but also uh, just projecting forward how we might be able to collaborate. And they've they've proven to be uh, an amazing just like industry partner yeah. when it comes to uh, impact hospitality, and I'm sure we'll get into that later. But you continue to uh, to check out the experiences, the relationship grew. Yeah. Um, I invited you out um, to something else that I was doing, which was right out front of the hotel yeah. doing the monument lighting ceremony. I had um, I had somehow secured <laughs> the contract to do the bar experience. Yeah. Um, and if you if you are familiar with the hotel here or not, it's literally out the front door. Um, so I I got some uh, mobile bars yeah. um, or converted some food trucks into mobile bars. Got with a partner of mine, and we we made all the drinks right. Yeah. So I invited you out, which was almost impossible to get you outside because yeah. it was freezing cold. Yeah, I don't, I don't do well in, in extreme temperatures on on either end of the spectrum, uh, to be honest. And so when when I first saw Jason, at this point we were. 
two months past the uh, the the inaugural fright brunch, uh, which was the first thing that we did uh, together here at the hotel, and. My first thought was, you know, have we cut this guy a check yet? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't seen Jason in a couple of months. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you know, it's not even about that. And you know, I'd love for you to come outside and see what we've done, which, you know, my first response was like, can't you just point to it out the window? And he's like, no, no, you got to like see this, feel this in person. Had to drag this man out the building. Yeah, for sure. Me. For sure. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't do December. So, uh, so we, we did go outside. He showed me the mobile, uh, the mobile bars. And, you know, first and foremost, I was just surprised at the idea that a person who's not a bartender had secured the beverage agreement for this event that I was still, you know, eagerly learning about. And, and right then, you know, I had kind of a light bulb moment where I was like, you know, this person is you know, clearly creative, clearly entrepreneurial. Uh, this is the spirit that I think would help us to, to elevate the revival brand through, not through marketing really, but through programming, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I always saw as the path to creating, what I was then and still occasionally call now a three-dimensional brand where people walk through the front door right away. They feel that there's something different. There's something special that's happening in the space. And so we had that conversation. Uh, I asked Jason, you know, how quickly he could put together, you know, a quick deck. It was the week before our annual budget presentation at the hotel. So we had, I mean, really that's the Super Bowl of meetings for us. It's where, where we present the annual plan for the following year. And Jason's response was, you know, how quickly do you need it? And I think I said something like yesterday. Yeah, answer's always <laughs> yesterday. It's always Just yesterday. Just to let anybody know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, like, there's a, there's a general rule, I mean, at least with me, and I think with a lot of folks in the industry, where it's like, just assume right now is is at the end of every sentence because it's like it's just the unspoken expectation mm-hmm. because so much of, of what happens in our business becomes urgent. And so, you know, thankfully you were able to put that together. I was able to slip that into the uh, into the presentation, and off we went. Yeah, because decks bring checks, <laughs> as we now know. And, you know, we, we continue to have conversations. Yeah. Um, and through those through those talks, you know, I, I got a chance to really understand your vision for the space yeah. and also the industry. And it was, you know, it was something that I think would have, and I have seen since then, scared a lot of people because it's not the traditional way of doing anything yeah. in this industry and um, I think the part that really shocked me the most as we were sitting at Topside at the bar and we were talking through how we can, you know, further our, our relationship through a yeah. consulting agreement uh, for a few hours a week to develop programming ideas, execute some of those ideas along with you and the team. You know, I asked, you know, because I wanted to make sure I wasn't getting set up here. Right. I was like, how do we measure? How do we measure? um success because i might think i'm doing a great job right but then you look at it and say this is this is not what i expected and i think you gave an incredible answer and it speaks to how we should look at some of this stuff going forward yeah my my response was uh, you you asked you know what are the kpis and my response was you know that's that's not the way we'll look at it uh there are no kpis you know we'll, we'll look at the space that we currently sit in and as we as we scan the room we'll see that you know, the best and brightest of, of, of who is Baltimore will be in the space and then we'll know we've done a thing. And, you know, I think, you know, what that speaks to is that two things, really. Number one, you know, it's really hard to quantify this in data. And I, and I know that in order for us to, to amplify this philosophy, there are going to be people who we're going to have to compel with numbers. And so yeah. we, we, we're really diligent about trying to track and, um, and quantify this. But I think, you know, the people who really get it will understand that you know, most of it, you have to you have to be in the space. You got to be able to feel it. And, and it's more human than than the numbers. 
Uh, but I think the other thing that, that it brings to mind for me is that all of this from the beginning was a massive experiment and a huge leap of faith. And so we had that conversation, you know, we shook hands, uh, you know, we talked about an agreement, but we agreed to get to work uh, because, you know, time was of the essence and we didn't want to waste time that we could be creating, uh, you know, waiting for, for, the, for the clauses to come together in a, um, in a consultant agreement. Um, you know, so, th- so, you know, that was a leap of faith. I think, you know, getting, getting all of our laptops stolen out of the back of my car. That's for another episode. was also a massive <laughs> leap of faith. Um, that's for the Patreon. You know, <laughs> right, we'll right. give all those details. Yeah, that, that's, that's a wild story. And again, that's, that's very early days. Uh, Jason and I chasing people down the alley in DC. Um, you know, but, but I think again, I mean, all of that, I think also served to, to sort of crystallize the bond. And, and I think we both knew that we were doing an experimental thing. And, you know, we didn't have answers, but we had trust. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, that's something that I think is underrated in spaces like this, you know, and, and to your point, numbers don't lie. Uh, but we need to create space for stories that touch people's hearts yeah. because nobody's going around talking about this place is 73 percent vibey. <laughs> right. Right. right? No, right. It's, either, it's either a vibe or it ain't, you know, yeah. so it's 100 percent vibey. By the way. It is. If the, the meter has told like, there's a meter for that. Yeah. So, you know, that's essentially how everything started. And then we roll into the pandemic and it changes everything. Right. And from that point on, we have to stop focusing on, focusing on bringing people in the building, into the space right. and figuring out how to provide, you know, those types of services that go along with that heads and beds, food and beverage, all of that in a full service hotel to being a community hub. Right. Yeah. We were just trying to help folks to get through. And you know, even back then we talked a lot about, you know, there really is, you know, like, you know, sort of happiness is really the only commerce, right? Love is the only transaction you know, that's happening right now. So, so what do we do in an environment where, where we can't do traditional business things? We, you know, we invest in, in building relationships with the community. Um, and so I think, I think it, was, it was interesting because it felt like the entire world was trying to figure that out. We were just uniquely positioned to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, it felt extremely natural. I don't think at that point, you know, there was, there was any other reason other than to do the right thing. Right. You know, we didn't know that so many stories... So many people would be interested in sharing our stories, yeah. you know, out of uh, the things that we were doing here, like providing uh, fresh produce when people had a difficult time getting access to grocery stores, you know, hot meals, um, because we had two kitchen spaces in the hotel that we could we could use to to uh, to cook this up for people when they couldn't do it at home. And we since we had a, an unlimited or it felt like an unlimited surplus of toilet paper, you know, in the hotel. Right. When toilet paper was gold, we ended up just giving it out to people who needed it the most. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's, it's man, all, all those memories are incredible, and I think you know we we've done a great job of of sort of cataloging all of that, um, you know, online in multiple places. So basically, Google it. <laughs> so basically, Google it. <laughs> um, you know, and and it, I think I think in the interest of brevity, um, you know, we should we should sort of uh, quickly run through you know, why is it why this why now. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah. where, so start us off, man. Why? Why? What? What is? What is the point of this? Yeah, I mean, we, we've had lots of people over over the past few years say things like, you know, you know, revival should be a brand. Are there more of these? Um, and I think what people are are referring to is is a chain and not a brand. Uh, revival obviously is a brand. It's it's a you know it's a thing that 
um, for people who are aware of it, and there's lots of people who are, uh, when you hear that term, it, it automatically conjures, you know, a, a thought, an energy, a concept, and that's really just what a brand is. But the idea of trying to mass produce this, uh, I think, you know, misses the point of what we're trying to do from the beginning. Um, and that is to do something that's uniquely local, that's very much dialed into uh, to the community. And so from that standpoint, it's not meant to be a chain. Um, it's a philosophy. And so I think you know, the philosophy that they're pointing to is impact hospitality. So this is meant to be a space where we can both tell more of that story and, uh, and continue to, uh, to educate people on how we've gone about that, push out the methodology, but also to highlight other people who are in the space who aren't, uh, who who might not uh, you know be adopting you know the impact hospitality philosophy, the same way that twenty years ago everybody didn't try to get Green Seal certified. Some mm-hmm. people just started recycling, and everybody was doing a good thing, and that was meant to be celebrated. But you know even folks who aren't necessarily as committed to it as we are, uh, still deserve to have have those voices amplified and those stories told. I agree because again, over the past probably twenty four months, when we started to to really move about freely post pandemic, we really got a chance to see that there were a few other people out here around the country that have the same passions and interests that we do as it comes to you know providing a great service in the hospitality space, but also looking to help and empower the community. You know, you have this thing that you say sometimes that's really stuck with me is that there's there's so many like. Uh, healthy businesses run in unhealthy communities. Yeah. And it's, and I think that's, to me, it's at the core of what we do uh, here every day. Like, how do we also, you know, improve the health of the community that surrounds these institutions? Yeah. I mean, I think it starts with, uh, you know, approaching this from a standpoint of running a business without walls. And if we can, um, if we can truly knock down all the barriers that exist in these spaces, then you couldn't possibly have, you know, that dynamic where, where the business is thriving and the community is not. And I think we see that more often than not. And that's the thing that we should be rowing against. So, uh, so really proud to be, you know, in this space, man, telling these stories mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, doing whatever it is that we can to, to bring all the people who are doing the work into every room that we go into. And ideally, it'll be a thing that spreads. I like that. Well, let's keep it going. Uh, this is the first episode of the Impact Hospitality Podcast. Yeah. Uh, please continue to follow along. Hit like, share. We're on all the major platforms. Um, you know, Push is that it, brother? That, that is it? it. That is it. Yeah, we just want to celebrate the things in public that we toast in private, man. And I think uh, I think this is a great way to do that. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, see you soon. Bye.